make your title and thumbnail work together. Your title and your thumbnail, those two things together, that essentially makes up your book cover. It's really what compels someone to click to watch your video or to skip your video entirely and look for something else. So make sure that your title and your thumbnail work together and that they provide context to your video topic. It's time for the Video Marketing Value Podcast. This is the podcast. You know what kind of podcast this is. This is the one where we help marketers and business owners just like you get more value out of your video marketing efforts. My name is Dane Golden from Vidiup.tv, where we help you up your game on YouTube for business and transform your viewers into loyal customers. And my other business is VidTarget.io where we help you save time and money through our service of more targeted YouTube ads, along with my co-host, she's the powerhouse video marketer from San Francisco. It's R-E-N-E-T-E-L-E-Y, Renee T. Lee from Video Explained. Hello, Renee. Hello, Dane. Did you just go through puberty? What just happened? It's great. It's great. It's great to see you, Renee. It is uh, great to not see you, but talk to you today. And today I am happy as Winnie the Pooh with a full pot of honey to be co-hosting this podcast with you. But are you thrilled? I'm thrilled. I'm delighted. I am all of the things. She is all the things. And Renee, what do you do at Video Explained? At Video Explained, I offer video production and consulting services to help companies use video to build credibility, generate leads, and convert those leads into paying customers. Those paying customers, that's the important thing. And for you, the listener, you should know, as always, that you can follow along in your podcast app that you're listening to us on right this very second. We've got a transcript and links. And hey, why don't you tweet Renee or me? Renee is R-T-E-L-E-Y. I'm Dane Golden, D-A-N-E-G-O-L-D-E-N. And let us know what you think of the show or if you have any questions. So, Renee, topic today, top 10 tips on getting better YouTube thumbnail click-through rates. Sound good? Sounds great. I think that thumbnails are one of the most overlooked and underrated things of YouTube. So, very important stuff. Better than uh, underlooked and overrated? Under, <laughs> uh, much better than that. <laughs> so what is your first tip? Yeah. So my first tip with thumbnails is really to make your title and thumbnail work together. So if you think about it, your title and your thumbnail, those two things together, that essentially makes up your book cover. So mm -hmm. this is essentially your cover for your video. And it's really what compels someone to click to watch your video or to skip your video entirely and look for something else. So it's really important. So my first tip is to make sure that your title and your thumbnail work together and that they provide context to your video topic. So one thing I want to note here is when you're creating your thumbnail and your title, if you are putting text on your thumbnail, 
it doesn't have to match what's in your title. So, uh, for example, if your uh, title says something like 13 mistakes to avoid, the thumbnail could just say something like danger. But the important thing is those two things need to work together. They're a team. They're a team. They are a team. They're a dynamic duo. All right. And I want to give my next tip, which is how to use big faces with emotion. Now, these these thumbnails for most people, 90% of the folks that see them are going to see them super, super small. They call them thumbnails because they're about as big as your thumbnail, maybe a little bit bigger. Um, and so you want to zoom in and have big emotion. You can never be too close. If you think you're close enough, you're not get closer. You're, you're an experienced photographer. I've heard one tip that pro photographers give to amateurs and that is get closer. Is that true? Yeah. I think that a lot of people are, well, with photography in general, people are afraid to get too close because they want to give sort of the whole picture and context to that. But when you get close to a subject, it really pulls in the viewer. Like there's just something that just feels a little bit more intimate. Um, and so, and when you get close, it especially works well on, on thumbnails because it's a small image, especially if people are looking at it on a mobile device. So get closer, make that image stand out. <laughs> okay. And, and, and high emotions really work. Remember people are seeing these very small, so you have to exaggerate a little bit. So if you're taking photos of yourself for the thumbnail, you might want to use, Emotions like surprise or joy or even anger or fear. And a lot of, um, you see a lot of thumbnails, particularly like, I don't know why Nick Nimmin and um, Sean Cannell, they always do the regret, which is you're sort of biting your lip or you're, you're just sort of, I've, I'm a student of body language. I don't know why the regret face seems to do well, but they, they like it. Also, we believe that a photo will do better if the eyes are looking directly at the camera or viewer. Uh, our, draw, our eyes are drawn to people who are looking at us. If someone's looking at you from across the room, whoever they are, you have to look at them. You're drawn to that. That's our belief. It doesn't always have to work this way. Sometimes you can be looking at, like, let's say you're, the video is about you know, which camera is best. You can look at each camera. Uh, eyes and teeth will also get you more clicks than if you don't show them. So uh, photos with eyes and teeth. So I, I want to take a step back just to talk a little bit about the emotion part of it. So I yeah. think it's actually really important to include emotion in your photos. And it's something that I struggle with a lot because I like the photos of me just smiling like they look better. Those are not always the photos that um, that work best for thumbnails. So what makes you look your best maybe isn't the thing that is going to work best on the thumbnail. So it is a good idea to show some emotion. And yeah, Sean does use the uh, the the photos of him kind of biting his lower lip. Sometimes that means I think that he's thinking about something. All right. Um, so there's a lot of different ways to interpret that. But it is good to show emotion. I don't particularly like the YouTuber face that much. Um, and Let's YouTube... describe what that is. Yeah, the YouTube face. <laughs> yeah, the YouTube face. It's it's really with your mouth open. And I 
I guess the emotion that's um, that kind of strikes me with that pose is uh, is surprise. Like people do look surprised when they're when they're doing that. But I do think it's kind of an overused look. And so while I think it's important to show emotion, I think it's also good to experiment a little bit with what that emotion is and also still make sure that it fits the video. Yeah. And if you're a business, you know, you want to match the tonality of the thumbnail with the tonality of your business. You don't want to make it boring, but you know, if you're selling uh, insurance or something like that, you could do that, you know, just sort of crazy face, but someone wants to trust you a little bit more, or if you're a, you know, a bank or whatever, they, you want to tone it down just a tiny bit because people are looking for trust and someone who's showing great emotion of fear is more silly or frightening depending on your viewpoint. So, you know, adjust the tonality for your particular business. Yeah. The, um, yeah. Emotions are very important, but, but like I said, I think it's, it's good to kind of explore, explore different emotions and make sure that you're finding something that fits. Um, on that note, my next, uh, my next tip is keep the design simple. So, when you're creating your thumbnails, um, keep in mind that a lot of people are probably viewing the thumbnail on a phone. And even if it's not on the phone, even if they're viewing it on their desktop, it's a good idea to keep the design simple. And so really what that means is you're not um, cluttering the thumbnail. And so you don't have like too much that you're trying to pack in because it can be overwhelming. Um, and also if it's if it's really cluttered and you have a lot on there, sometimes it's hard to tell what the video is about. So make sure that you are keeping that design simple. If you're using photos of people, which is a good idea, it's a best practice to put in your in your thumbnails, uh, remove the background. So remove the background from people and, and that way you can be very uh, specific and conscious about what you're putting in the thumbnail. Um, I haven't used this tool, but I know Dane uses a tool that he highly recommends um, called remove.bg. And that helps you remove the background of images with people. I think you could probably do this with, uh, photos of objects too. Um, okay. Um, so yeah, great tool to use and really nice way that you can, um, create simple and clean designs. Yeah. And we'll put my affiliate code in the show notes. Here's one I like to do is hand positions. Um, I've found anecdotally, I can't really say for a hundred percent sure, but sometimes if you use hands, they will do better than if you don't use them. And what I mean is in your normal profile photo, you know, it's going to be like shoulders up and you're not going to be showing, you're not going to clearly not going to point in a profile photo, but if you can point to a product or the other words, the text on the thumbnail, or um, sometimes, you know, you may um, accentuate your emotions with hands. You might, you know, throw your arms up in the air or things like that. Um, and generally, you know, you do it in an ex usually when we do our hands in emotions, they're more like shoulder or, um, you know, somewhere in your mid-body area height. But if you, if you want to do hands for a thumbnail, since you're mostly showing your head, you want to raise your hands up a little bit more so they fit, right? Um, so you're sort of exaggerating them. 
that's my thought. I I actually really like this tip, and it's something that um, I don't hear very often when people talk about thumbnails is hand positions. And I have seen there's a lot of thumbnails where people are pointing, but I think that it is uh, it's good to to be conscious about what you are doing with your hands. And it kind of reminds me of the the same thing with videos too. Is that um, you know I think there's there's a connection between emotion and your hands also. Like when I'm doing videos, I have done this before where I was doing a video and someone asked me not to talk with my hands. Mm -hmm. So I had my hands down at my side and the video just seemed so unnatural. Like Mm -hmm. I just needed to talk. I just needed to use my hands to like while I was talking. So I do think there's just some weird connection. Uh, So I think that's a great tip. Oh, I've done a whole, I've done a whole other video about how you should actually speak more with your hands than you usually do for a video because you've got to bring sort of twice the energy. And actually, when you make more gestures, you tend to put more into your voice and emphasis. So so that's a whole nother whole nother topic for another day. Yep. That's but it like I think it directly relates. Like there's just some attachment with emotion and hands. So good, really good tip. Um, my next tip is to minimize the length of the text, but to maximize the text size. So use as few words as possible in your thumbnail. Like uh, some people don't use text at all, and that can work really well. I like to add maybe a word or two, um, no more than three, uh, to the thumbnails just to give a little bit more context to what it's about if someone is not reading the title. So it kind of jumps out at you what what the video is about, but just use as few words as possible. And that's going to help. It's going to allow you to keep your thumbnails nice and clean, but also it's going to give you enough room that you can make your text as big as possible so that people can read it. Right. Right. And there's the other ideas. You can test these thumbnails, A, B, test them, or, um, you know, test one against another and TubeBuddy has a way of doing this using their premium package, which is called Legend, which is, I think it's $50 a month or so. And I have um, an affiliate code um, that you can click on a link. But that's the best practice is to actually wait until the video's already been published for a couple of weeks. Can you guess why that is, Renee? This is a real test. Uh, to wait after it's been published yes. for two weeks. Um, I'm going to assume just to give, to give, uh, the audience some time to actually react to it so you can get some views. Otherwise you have no, you have no data. You have nothing to work with. Good. But in addition, the first few days of any video is going to get the most traffic. Y- well, yes, of course. So it's, it's really going to influence your numbers if you're just testing day one versus day two. So what you want to do is you want to wait until the traffic is leveled out and sort of static, you know, same number of views per day. And then you can run the AB testing on the, you know, apples to apples comparison. And then what you do with that AB testing is you take a best practice. You don't take necessarily that exact learning, but then you can apply that best practice and find out, oh, if we always use green text versus red text, we're going to get 15% more clicks. And then you apply that at the beginning of the process to a future video. 
Yeah, I really like the idea of A-B testing thumbnails because there are a lot of variables with your thumbnail. And, you know, even in this podcast, we're giving you some best practices, but it's good to test things out and to figure out what's going to work well for your channel um, and your specific video topic. Um, and it's good to A-B test not just on one video, but um, you can start testing on all of the videos and see in general, do your thumbnails work better when you have no text? Do they work better when you have some text? Do they work better when you show your face, when they don't show your face? And so you can start to get some of those learning lessons over time to make your thumbnail style better for your channel. Right. Um, so my next, uh, my next tip actually goes along the lines of A-B testing. And um, it's really about updating old thumbnail images. So if you have videos that are working well on your channel, so they're getting um, good uh, view time and, uh, you know, people are watching it, you're getting views, you're, you know, watch time is good, but the click-through rate is low, you might want to change out that thumbnail. And so it's okay to go back to old videos and refresh the thumbnail. Um, and this is something that you can also try optimizing with TubeBuddy in the same way that we talked about with A-B testing. And so you can figure out what's gonna work well for those old videos. Um, in addition to that, another reason you might wanna go back to old videos is so, let's say that for whatever reason you're updating the style of your thumbnails and you want everything to have kind of a consistent look and feel, uh, you may wanna go back to old videos and update the style so it fits with your new style. So lots of different reasons why you mm -hmm. might wanna update those thumbnails. Right. And then uh, there's a th there's a dead spot in the thumbnail area that you don't want to design for. And what I mean is a dead spot is that there's a timer. If you ever looked at the uh, suggested videos, there's a timer that they overlay onto the bottom right side of every video. And if your video is five minutes long, it'll say five colon zero zero in that area. And that size of that area is different depending on where that thumbnail shows up. So if you have like text that runs the full width of the thumbnail, that last few letters is going to be knocked off. So I sort of think of that bottom right area as a place where you might, um, might have something shown. Like if you, if your head is on the right side, that might be your neck. So it's covered up but you still get to see your smile type of thing. Um, it may look like a bow tie or a turtleneck of, of a five, it said five minutes on it. Uh, but you don't want to cover up any key like messaging in the thumbnail. Uh, so I just sort of don't put anything that's essential in that bottom right area. And I don't hear a lot of people talk about that, but that's one of my tips. Yeah, that's uh, that's a really good tip. I have run into that issue in the past, so it's good just to kind of keep that as a safe space like when when designing things. It's also good to uh, be mindful about what you're putting in the top left oh. because um, depending on how and where you're sharing that video, the title, so if you embed the video, the title of your video may show up on the top Right. Oh, that's true. That is true. Yes. Because if you're embedding it, 
that area is totally overlaid, right? Yeah, so it's good not to put. Uh, you could still design, like you can put like graphics and some design elements there, but I wouldn't put any text there. Um, I have seen in the past where people put text uh, towards that area, and then with the title overlaid over the top of it, it just looks like a mess. So it's good to keep that area kind of clear, at least of any anything. Uh, busy. Yeah, that's basically like the top 15% of the thumbnail. Yeah. Across the entire part. So my next tip is to um, show transformation. So depending on the type of videos mm -hmm. that you're doing, before and after thumbnails can work really well. And so um, this I know works really well for beauty vloggers and things like that. Or if you're doing like hair tutorials and stuff, you can show the before and the after. It also works really well if you are doing like production techniques. So if you're going to show uh, how to get better lighting, you can show what the set looks like before you've improved the lighting and what it looks like after. And so people already know, hey, here's what it looks like going in. And here's what my set could potentially look like after. So show that transformation directly in your thumbnail. If people are thinking my thumbnails are of makeovers, it always looks like the before picture. <laughs> <laughs> so my uh, next tip and our final tip is our design style at VidiUp. And we like to do a collage. We like to do text graphics, and faces. And so we've been doing sort of uh, cartoons, but not entirely cartoons, because I always put my own face, a photo of my face, into the cartoon. And it's a sort of a unique look, and we're uh, experimenting. You can go to the VidiUp YouTube channel and see a few of them we've started to do. And we're pretty pleased with it, because it, it sort of uh, one, I can just take uh, like two or three photos of my head and I can just plop them on to any sort of situation in the world and give an example of what I'm trying to convey with that. So it, it's a time saver in a way. And then um, we also have text, uh, usually one or two words, maybe three, that's big and bright, red and black and gray. We use a lot of you know, high contrast, and we use uh, we use vector stock mostly to get the vector images that combine with my head. I know you just said this is our last tip, but I want to sneak just no more one, tips. I'm gonna I'm gonna sneak a bonus one in right. there. Just listening to you talk about this, um, and just thinking about your your thumbnails, um, I just have to mention this one, and that is to create your own thumbnail style. So yeah. all of the things that we've just mentioned, these are all, um, you know, things that we've learned along the way and some best practices and things that we've explored with. But I want to encourage people to also um, come up with a style that works for them. And I know with your thumbnails, you've gone through a bunch of different variations, but I think you've landed on something that works really well for your brand. Um, and I know it's taken a while for you to get there, but I think it's amazing and it's something that's repeatable. And use that same style for all of your thumbnails. So I want to encourage other people to come up with a style that is all their own as well. Right. And uh, my name is Dane Golden. And I'm with my co-host, R-E-N-E-T-E-L-E-Y, Renee Teeley. And we want to thank you, the listener, for joining us today. Don't we, Renee? Absolutely. And today I want to leave you with a quote. 
As I once told my good friend, Thomas Edison, I have not failed. I've just found 10,000 ways that won't work. So don't be afraid to try new things and go different directions on your path to success. That was a famous quote from old T to the E. I also have found 10,000 ways that don't work on pretty much every project I try, but then I eventually get to the right one. Uh, I want to thank you, the listener, for listening and invite you to review us on Apple Podcasts. Or you can tweet Renee R. T. Lee or me, Dane Golden. Let us know what you think of the podcast or ask us a question. Renee and I do this podcast and our various other independent YouTube videos and projects because we love helping marketers and business owners just like you do YouTube and video marketing better. Until next week, here's to helping you help your customers through videos.